Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Father, I just thank you for this day, for this time, for this hour. Lord God, I thank you for all my brothers and sisters, Father. And, and I just thank you for your presence, Lord God. I, I pray, Lord, that it will be you and not me, Father God, that you will come out, Father. And I just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in our homes and our family, oh Lord God. And I just thank you for the victories already ours through Christ Jesus. Thank you again for this day, Father. And we will always praise you and worship you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You made it through the weekend. Well, guess what? I was away for a couple of days there. Yeah, and Pastor Jason probably wanted to pull his hair out. You know, he didn't have the old man to kick around. You know, exactly. I <laughs> think to kick around. But I was, uh, I was away with my wife celebrating 44 years. Uh, being married uh you know so we had a good time and now i'm back uh this week so again you guys did fantastic i heard a lot of good things about uh the worship in the park you know and, and yesterday's service and what do you think about my boy huh could he bring a word i know i gotta you know throw it out there a little bit you know he is my son so you know he did a fantastic job him and Abigail. So again, you know, it's a good day today. You know, let's get it right into the word. Uh, Jason, take it. All right. Good morning, everyone. Genesis 35, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then God said to Jacob, arise, go to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the, in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in his hands, in their hands, and the earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the terebinth tree. So the name of it was called Alan Bachuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again, and he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also, God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it. And he poured oil on it 
And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke to him, Bethel. Verse 16. Then they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni, and his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. And it happened when Israel dwelt in the land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. <clears throat> now the sons of Jacob were 12. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, were Dan and Naphtali. And the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padamaram. Verse 27. Then Jacob came to his father Isaac in Mamre, or Kedrath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had dwelt. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years. So Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Amen. 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 All right. There's so much information in this particular uh, chapter, you know, and, and, and I was trying to see which way the direction the Lord was going to take me with all this, you know, and, and, and I started to read it. And right there, right in the very beginning, in the very beginning, it says, it says, and God said to Jacob, arise and go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau. So here the Lord is telling him, you know, go and build an altar to me, build an altar to me. And this is the only place in Genesis that God tells anybody to build an altar. Normally man himself, you know, as he goes from place to place that he wants the blessings of God, he will build an altar you know, unto the Lord. But here, the Lord says, build me an altar, you know, and, and that's a, and that's a, a, a special assignment that he has there to build that altar, you know, and, and Jacob, and Jacob knew this, knew this because God was telling him to do this. So what does Jacob do in verse two? He says there in verse two, and Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, put away foreign guards, that are among you, purify yourself and change your garments. The building of this altar means that God himself is going to be present, that God himself is going to be there because he's telling him, build an altar to God, you know? So that place is going to be a holy place, you know, when he builds this altar. And along with that, he's giving him three things to do, three things to do. He first, it starts off, he says, we put away foreign gods, you know, you know, for, for them, it was mostly like, like when they were back in, 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 in Sheham, when they, when they raided the place, you know, because uh, they, they abused his, their sister, you know, and they killed all those, all those men back there in Genesis, in, in uh, Genesis 34, 29. You know, they serve other gods. It says there in Genesis uh, 34, 28, and 29, it says, and they took sheep and oxen and, and their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field, and all the wealth 
and all the little ones, the children, and all their wives, they took captive, and they plundered all that was in their houses. In other words, they took everything. They took everything. Whatever they had, they took. So they had it amongst themselves, you know, and then also in Genesis uh, 31, 19, you know, when they were, when they were leaving at the, you know, uh, Laban, you know, he was out in the field in, in Genesis 31, 19 uh, with the sheep and Rachel, his daughter, at they went into the house and stole all the household idols that were his father's all the things that were his father. So whatever idols, whatever little gods they had there, they took with them. So in other words, you know, with Jacob's people, they had all this stuff with them, you know? And even though that they were supposed to, that Jacob, you know, he was supposed to be a God-fearing and everything else, just because he was God-fearing doesn't mean that everybody else was God-fearing. So they were, they had all this stuff with them. And here the Lord is telling them, build me an altar. But before you guys come into that place, you know, at the, oh, Jacob already knew that he had to do certain things, you know. So that's why he said, put away the foreign gods, you know, you got to remove these, you know. And I, and I looked upon that, you know, what's, you know, what, what is it that, you know, like for us today, for us today is anything that takes the place of God, anything that would take the place of God. And that has to do with any with, with your job. If your job has priority above God, is your family has priority above God? If your children have priority for God, for some of us could be that sports. You know, we're so hyped up with sports, and that might take priority. Some of us could be our homes. Some of us could be our cars. Sometimes even our own family and our own friends can take the place of God. And and the Lord is saying. Put away these things. You know why? Because the Lord wants your heart. He wants your heart. He says in, in Luke uh, 14, 26 and 27, and, um, and the New King, King James Version uses this word hate on this particular verse. And he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother, that was a hard word for me when I read that. I read, I said, hate his father and mother? When wife or children, brother and sister, yes, his own life also, he cannot follow me, you know. And then I, I looked it up also in Matthews 10, 37. This is the version that I believe that most of us at the, you know, used to. It says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And that's pretty much what it means, you know. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In other words, God wants all of us. He wants all of you, not just part of you. He wants all of you. And that's what he's calling here to separate. So he says, put away anything, anything that takes my place, anything, you know, so, and then and that for me, you know, you just got to search your heart, search your heart, search your priorities, you know, if there's anything there that takes that, you know, and it goes right here into number two, he says, purify yourselves. That means washing up yourselves. You know, they just came out, you know, out of, out, of, out of a place that they did a lot of killing because of their sister. Their sister, you know, was raped, you know, and her brothers wanted to get revenge and they kill, up, they kill all these people. So they have blood in their hands. You know, they have blood in their hands. But not only that, even if they had all these other little gods with them, their hands were dirty. 
And God, you know, when God calls you to his presence, you know, we better make sure that we approach his presence the right way. We better make sure that we approach his presence with reverence, you know. And, and so, he's, so here the people were told, you know, you got to do this. You got to purify yourself. You got to go through this, you know, because the way I look at it, and I'm going to say it, if a president, a president, I'm not saying the president, I'm saying if a president is going over to your house for dinner, what would you do? If a high-ranking official is going to your house for dinner, somebody special going to your house for dinner, what would you do? Most likely, you're going to be straightening up. Most likely, you're going to be changing your clothes. Most likely, everybody's going to be at their best. Well, that's the same way we're supposed to do it when we go before the presence of God. We're supposed to go to before the presence of God, you know, with that in our hearts that we want to praise him, we want to welcome him, but we want to honor him. You know, so we have to be, be careful how we approach them. By washing themselves, they were purifying themselves to receive the Lord's protection. You know, like I said earlier, you know, they had, they have killed all these people, you know, so all the, so they had all this blood on their hands and they needed to do something. And here we go to number three, the changing of the garments. You know, they had to change the garments. You know, because the same garments that they use to worship other gods, the Lord didn't want nothing to do with that. The same stuff that they use, you know, when they worship other gods, the same garments that they use for the battle, the same garments that they had on when they did all the terrible things, you know, they couldn't just go into God's presence like that. They had to wash themselves. You know, in other words, like I, I said earlier, to show respect and to show honor. So we have to be careful, you know, that's even going into the house of the Lord. When we go into the house of the Lord, we better dress respectfully in the house of the Lord. And I know, and I get it, it's summertime and everybody wants to wear shorts and everybody wants to do this and that, but we have to do it in a decent manner. And I'm saying that because I'm the old guy, so I don't care. So I'm gonna say it, we have to dress with respect and honor when we go into the house of the Lord, you know, because that is, you know, his presence that we're going into. And if we do it the right way, you know, we're going to receive God's blessing. And that's what Jacob was telling the people, you know, you have been through this, you know, and you have done all this other stuff and you have had all these gods because Laban had a lot of little gods, you know, and they, and they had all these other gods that they took from their other land. So he was telling them it's time to get right. It's time to put them away, you know, get them out of here, you know, and it says in verse three, then let us arise and go to Bethel and I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the days of my distress, you know, in other words, the days that he left when he was running away from his brother, when his brother was going to, was going to kill him, he left there and, you know, and the Lord told him, now you got to go back there. So there he was supposed to build this altar. And then what did, he, what did he do in verse four? He says, so they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the Tiburich tree, which was in Shehan. So everything that they had taken, all the gods, anything that has to do with idol worship, anything that has to do with that. So when they, when they include these earrings in the apparently they had, there probably was some, 
some jewelry that had to do with, with worship of other gods. Because when they worship other gods, they will get dressed, they will do, they will do certain things that, they, that we, we, we don't do, but they did. Because, you know, I, I looked up Hosea 2.18, and, and the Lord says here, I will punish her for the days of Baals to which she burned incense. In other words, when they, when they were doing these kind of things, that she decked herself with earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me, she forgot, says the Lord. In other words, there was this time that they were worshiping other gods and they forgot about the Lord. But again, the, the key thing there that he mentions earrings again, and I'm not saying that we cannot wear earrings. Come on now, my wife wears earrings all the time. God forbid if I would tell her not to wear her earring, but I'm referring to anything that had to do with foreign gods, anything that had to do with worshiping other things, giving too much attention to other things. God wanted that out of the way. You know, God wants all of us, not just part of us. You know, he wants your all. And that's what, you know, and they were, they were doing right here. And he said that he buried all that, you know. So it seems clear that these items were used in some type of worship and they have no place in the believer. We need to separate ourselves from such things because they obey God and they obey Jacob. What Jacob has asked them to do, the Lord was about to bless them. Blessings come, especially when we are being obedient to the Lord, especially if we are listening to what he has told us to do. It says in verse five, and they journey and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them. And they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. In other words, the Canaanites were after the sons of Jacob for what they did. For they killed all those people. So they had, you know, they had a, one, the dead or alive. <laughs> plastered all over the place for them. You know, but yet, because once the people did what they were told, that they put away, you know, anything that has taken the place of God, they have purified themselves. In other words, they have washed themselves and they have changed the garments. Then and only then did the blessings come and the protection of the Lord. So in other words, the Lord, you know, did it all. Once they were obedient, once they listened to Jacob and they did what Jacob has told them, then the Lord stepped in. And they didn't have to do anything, but the Lord brought fear to their enemies. The Lord brought fear to those that were around them. Because in verse 5, he says, and the Lord brought terror upon all the cities that were all around them. So apparently, they were probably like in the center, and they had all these cities around them that didn't like them. And guess what? The Lord stepped in. Why did the Lord step in? Because they were obedient. They were obedient and they listened. They were obedient and they turned from their ways. In Exodus 15, 16, it says, fear and dread will fall on them by the greatness of your arm. And whose arm is that? That's the Lord's arm. They will be still as a stone, not being able to move till the people pass over whom you have purchased. In other words, the Lord is saying, I am going to be the one that's going to keep you. I'm going to keep them from attacking you. I'm going to keep them 
from hurting you. So whatever it is that we're going through, if we are doing what the Lord has told us to do, if we are being, or we are being obedient to his word, you know, we don't need to fear. You know, all we need to do is just hold on to his promises. Hold on to the Lord. And he's the one that's going to help us. And that's why it's so important. And I got stuck right here with, the, with the, this first few verses only because I was reading it. And I said, that's so much, you know, like us sometimes, you know, we're always in a hurry. We're always in a hurry. Anytime you go, everybody's in a hurry. We got to do this this time. We got to do this at this time. And a lot of times when we're in a hurry, we forget what's important. We forget that we serve a God that's holy. We forget that we serve a God that is there. And he, and he wants us to come to him, the, you know, the, how we are, but he wants us to come to him in the right way, especially seasoned believers. As seasoned believers, we should know better. I should know better. And he doesn't want me to go there and say a quick prayer and let's move it along. He wants me to go there with my heart open to him, you know, and what better way to doing it? Just come and prepare. The word of, the, the word of God says, enter into his house with thanksgiving in your heart. So in other words, as we come to church, as we come to the house of God, we need to come there ready to praise him, ready to worship him. Because as we do that, we come with anticipation. And when we come to with anticipation, the Lord wants to bless us because he sees our heart. He sees our motives. You know, I don't know about you, but being that I'm one of the primary ones setting up pipe and drape in, in Cumberland County, you know, I do that and it's hard work, you know, and it's tedious work. And I'm very, 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 you know, direct in how I want that done because I'm doing it for the Lord. I want it done right. And people probably go crazy because I'm always straightening up the curtains and I'm always closing up the gaps and I'm always moving things around. But I do, I said, this is for my Lord. You know, I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming his presence, you know. I'm preparing the atmosphere for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that means something. And that's why when we come to his house, and this is what this particular uh, first couple of verses, you know, point out that, you know, you come before the Lord, make sure we're doing things the right way. Make sure we're doing things the right way. Come and come ready and come expecting. And, God, and God's going to honor that. And God's going to bless you. And then if God is blessing you, who can be against you? And that's what it says, you know, that God is going to take care of it. He says that, that he, they all will stand still as stones. In other words, as you go by, your enemies can't do anything to you. Why? Because the Lord is going to handle them. If we do things right, if we do things unto him. It says in Deuteronomy 11.25, no man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread or where you walk, just as he said to you. In other words, we don't have to do anything but just worship the Lord. And as we go through, he's going to put the fear on them, on your enemies. So you don't need to fear anyone. You don't need to be walking in fear because he did not give you a spirit of fear but of a sound mind, you know, and it goes right here into verse six. And Jacob came, you know, into Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan. And he and all the people were with him. And he built an altar there 
and called the place El Bethel because there God appeared to him when he fled his, uh, his brother. So just like Jacob, we need to fulfill whatever we have promised the Lord. Whatever God has told you to do or whatever you have promised God to do, we need to be faithful and to fulfill that. If he has called you to do something, do it unto him. You know, if you have promised you were going to take care of something, do it unto him. Because we serve a God that is merciful, that is faithful, and that is loving. And he's always there with his hands extended to you and I. You know, and he's a lot of the most of the time, he's just waiting on us, waiting on us to move, you know. So the Lord will always bless us. All he asks for us to do the right thing, do the right thing. You know, none of us are perfect. We all need to try, you know, and, and, and he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never abandon you. So in all this, you know, what I'm trying to say is there were certain requirements that were put on the people. And I just wanted to challenge myself and even and all of us that when we go before the house of God, when we go before the presence of the Lord, that make sure that we keep ourselves in check, you know, and we can examine ourselves just like they did here. And I examine myself and I'm always saying, and I'm saying this because of me, because the Lord, if there's anything within me, that doesn't please you, forgive me. Reveal it to me. Open up my eyes. Because sometimes I'm my worst enemy. Sometimes I don't see it until somebody points it out. Or better yet, if my wife points it out. Because she's my conscience. She's the one that sees all my mistakes. And she would tell me, hey, better keep an eye on that. You know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I listen to that, and that voice. And I say, okay, I got to be more careful with that. So, you know, we all could use some improvement. I can use some improvement, you know? And, and I'm saying this mostly for myself because this right here got me stuck in the first couple of verses that says, put away the idols, watch yourself, purify yourselves and change your garments. You know, we cannot just approach God any way we want to, you know? And we need to teach this to the, all the young believers, you know? We need to teach this that this is the house of God, and we got to reverence the Lord. We got to respect the Lord. You know, we got to honor the Lord, and we got to do things right. And, you know, and, and we are fusion. You know, we, we, we try our best, but, you know, we always need to make sure that we keep our eyes open to this. If there's something out of order, we can put it back in order because it's, not, it's for the kingdom of God. It's not about you. It's not about me. Is that about the kingdom of God? And I look at that and I say, I say to myself, if I'm being this, this anal about my pipe and drape, you know, when, it, when it's being set up, you know, and I, and, and, and just, and I say, you gotta, I gotta do it with the right attitude. I gotta do it because God sees the heart, you know, and that's what he wanted. He was looking at the people's heart. Where are their hearts? And we have to put our hearts in the right place. You know, I love the Lord. And, and, you know, and I do pipe and draping too, whenever, whenever, even though I'm, sometimes the guys see me and I'm sweating and I'm going, oh my God, what is it going to be over? You know, because I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore, but you know, I do it unto the Lord. I do it unto him. And as I do it unto him, yes, 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 Joe, I'm going to say, fix that. I'm going to say, fix that. 
adjust that. Why? Because it's for the kingdom of God. You know, it's for the kingdom of God. And if he died for me and he died for you, he gave up everything so that we can have this life that we have. We can have eternal life. How much more us do it unto his kingdom? You know, because the word of God says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we want to bring a little heaven down to earth, you know, as we wait on the Lord. And what better way to doing it with the right attitude? And I, and I look at that because I need to focus on that. I, I got to make sure that I'm in the right track. So my brothers and sisters, whatever we do for the Lord, whatever God has called you to do, you know, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart, you know, because you're doing it unto him. And when you do that, you know, the skies are limited because, you know, he will open up doors for you. And he says there that once they did what they were supposed to do, he took care of their enemy. He took care of that. He, he caused fear to come upon them, that they were able to walk right through them. And today you are able to walk right through the storm, right? Because the Lord is with you. Because he promised that he would never leave you, nor forsake you. He would never abandon you. So my brothers and sisters, I pray that you receive something this morning. Always, always keep your focus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not into your own understanding. And all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will keep you in the right path. Why? Because you're doing what you need to do. I love you. Have a blessed week. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Down here in Cumberland County, I know that it's been a busy week. And next weekend, it's going to be another busy weekend. So breathe in, breathe out. You know, this roller coaster ride, you know, it's, we're on it. But you know what? It's all for the kingdom. One more thing. Whatever you do, as a reminder, do it unto the Lord. And he will bless you. And he will make a way for you. Even when you don't have the strength, he will strengthen you. So I love you, brothers and sisters. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time, for this hour. I just thank you, Father God, that your word is here, Father God, as a blueprint of what we need to do, Father. Your word is here, Father God, to show us the way. Your word is here, Father God, as you have worked with other people in the past, Father God, what they went through and how you corrected them, Father. It is for us to learn. It is for us to take this word, Father God, and examine ourselves, Father. So as we examine ourselves, Lord God, show us, Father God. Show us what we need to do. Show us, Father God, if there's anything, Father God, that doesn't please you, just bring it, bring it to our attention, Lord God. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are listening and watching. I pray that you will just meet them where they're at. I pray, oh Lord God, that this week will be a week of victory, Father God. Will be a week, Father God, of restoration and healing in their homes and in their families, Father. Because, Father God, you said that you have given us that authority to decree and declare, Father, and to speak life. So I speak life over them. I speak life over their situations, Father God, over their homes and their families, Father. And I thank you what you're going to do. I thank you what you're going to do, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.